0: there were palm trees on 495. I wish there were palm trees. Welcome back to the 495 podcast. This is uh, episode nine. Uh, we're with uh, Michael White from Island.com. That's me and Tom Wonk from the float place. What up? That's me. A little bit late, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're late. Um, and then uh, Vinnie Masana, right? So I do Correct. that right? yep. <laughs> all right, so this is uh, Vinny from accessbaseball.com. Welcome, Vinny. Um, Thank welcome. you. Glad uh, to be here. Lake Ronkonkoma or Ronkonkoma? Lake Ronkonkoma. Where'd yeah, you go to high right. school?
1: Uh, Center Ridge High School. Right okay. on the border of Sachem, Newfield, Center Ridge. Yeah, where yeah. it all
2: comes together. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so yeah. we yeah. have yeah. friends yeah. that go to different school districts that live around the block. Yeah, yeah. like that mm-hmm. one-mile oh, yeah. circle where they all kind of come right in between. And it's like, oh, you live on that block? You go to Newfield yep. or We were just joking about
1: that with my friends the other day, oh, how the cutoffs were like, have no idea what it is on one of my friends a backyard is a different school district so i have no idea how yeah that happens (laughs) and then
0: sometimes they end up sending kids to the wrong school district for 12 (laughs) years and the school district like will bill them five million dollars yeah they were late to class for the last five years oh man well well, welcome man um the site looks great uh tell us a little bit about it
1: yeah, so it started uh, as a blog, really, just as a web journalism project. I went to uh, Adelphi. I graduated from Adelphi, and my my teacher, you know, one of the only classes that I ever enjoyed taking, honestly, was web journalism because um, it was just right up my right up my alley. I always wanted to be involved in in sports reporting. Um, at least for the last couple of years prior to that, yeah. and um, to graduate that class, well, to to pass that class, we had to make a website, and you know, I was I grew up a diehard meth fan, and I remember wanting to do like uh, a website about like the uh, the pain and torture of being yeah, it's a, a rough meth life fan. man, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and I know all
1: about it because I so, su- you know, when I you know I'm 26, so when I was like probably just old enough to start watching baseball and enjoying it. That's when the Mets were good, so I kind of got lured into like this false sense of security. Oh, man, in '99 and 2000, that must have been a short-lived. Right? Yeah, yep. yeah. they made it to the World Series, as you guys know, they lost to the, the Yankees. Is that just year. a god. <laughs> oh, he was my he was my hero, being Italian American. Like that's he is, <laughs> yeah. he, he's he's a hero. He but, was my
0: Mickey Mantle as well. That mm, game one of that series. Just destroyed <laughs> that's my world. for all another yeah. day.
1: We'll talk. So I could go on for hours <laughs> about that World Series alone. But so then the Mets ended up, you know, ripping my heart out many times over after that. So I yeah. wanted, to, I was like, hey, I love the Mets. I'll write. A blog about the Mets, and he was like, well honestly who 's he my uh, professor oh, okay, his yeah, name yeah. was Mark Rabowski. He might end up listening to this because he uh, I I, hope so. he has me come back to the school every once in a while to talk about nice. how this ended up uh, progressing." But um, he was like, there's a ton of Met blogs out there. Do something different. So I was like, you know what? My baseball career had just ended, and I was friends with a lot of um, college baseball players still. So I was like, I kind of have, like, this unique connection to the college baseball world, specifically on Long Island. So I was like, let's make, like, a grand central station for college baseball news here so that kids mm-hmm. didn't have to go to all these different websites.
0: And, um, and some of those websites get a little superficial the further you get from the, mm-hmm. from the area, like Max Preps and things like yeah, that. And yeah, and they – Exactly. They don't really have like a stronghold in any one
1: particular area or right. it could just be where they started and I think that's out in California somewhere. Do so they still
0: have those machines pumping out game stories? Yeah, like, game changers is are
1: bizarre. A, yeah, game changer's a, a big website. But the thing is it's not you don't get the sense that it's like written by a human being. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> there's well, no in there's no interaction. It's yeah, just yeah, uh yeah. you know, it's like a, a ad lib, you know, you right, just put right. the person's name <laughs> in so uh, it it, I good. felt like there was a void in the marketplace for that and I wasn't yeah. even thinking in terms of a business this was I was 21 years old and I Trying was just to making a blog yourself as a writer and a reporter and, yeah, yeah, and I was thinking hey maybe newsday will notice it or something like that and right. um, so I got it off the ground and I just called it baseball on the island and at the point at that point it was 2013 um, Stony Brook had just gone to the College World Series, which was. Nah, it was huge. It was a huge story cause, yeah. I mean, I remember I was bartending at Lombardi's on the Bay over here, and they were on ESPN, and I was like, "What?" And I didn't really follow it that closely because, like, I didn't go to the school, and right. like, I went to Adelphi, and you know, I was always working. So, and I was like, "Oh my God, Stony Brook is on ESPN right now!" It just it blew my mind, and the fact that I didn't hear much about it up until that point, mm-hmm. it made a, like a natural. It made sense, too much sense, to like, why don't I like follow the local school's progressions? Because nobody even talked about that until they were actually on ESPN right, so right. there was as you see like college baseball starts in February there was 60 games up until that point where there was no attention yeah, was like to the or
0: your local universities on uh, national yeah television. so I'd
1: like used as the logo of the website just like them holding up because like their slogan was shock the world they mm. hadn't made no team from the northeast made the college world series since 1986 so that was oh, wow. a long time of right. nothing um so to to start answer the question though that was really what it started as it was just a blog it was called baseball on the island it was dot blogspot.com not even i didn't run yeah, right. the domain because right. i was like twelve dollars i don't have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <We're at> college, <laughs> so i did not put any That's money, money into it night. and uh, i would just do like feature stories on my friends and um, it grew a lot from there but i'll start with that it was really just as a web
2: journalism project awesome, it's yeah. so crazy how i have a couple of friends that are like looking to like kind of get things going and get things started and it's like just start with anything (laughs) anything at all that you put out is better than nothing better than just like Constantly planning and planning and trying to like Absolutely. map out like the perfect thing. Like there's no perfect thing. The perfect thing is mm-hmm. starting. That's yeah. the perfect thing to do. Because
1: yeah. I'm a huge proponent of Gary Vaynerchuk. I didn't even know about him until like last year, and I've just been consuming his content like crazy. He's written like five books, and he he has a saying: one is better than nothing. Because if you have a YouTube show and one person watches it, who knows? That could be an investor. That could be somebody that wants to advertise on there. Absolutely. Just start it and then find your niche. You know you. Right, right not let it be evolve. Perfect. yeah so there i feel like too many people are obviously you know afraid of what the outside perception will be of it mm-hmm. and i think that's human nature but once you do it once and you get those negative critics out of the way or mm-hmm. they don't maybe they never come who
0: knows but you can't be afraid of being looked at as like a loser mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> or you yeah, know that's yeah. what makes you happy <laughs> ultimately who else do you have to answer right, to but right. yourself so yeah. <laughs> and especially like doing things like putting something out on youtube or doing a podcast like Look, in in today's world, everywhere you go, you're On camera, mm-hmm. there are cameras everywhere watching you, everywhere you go, so like you're always on YouTube. Yeah, like, you know, i nervous if you trip uh-huh. and fall, there's a good chance it might wind up on YouTube yeah, because the cameras where they caught it. That's a good way of looking yeah. at it.
1: I think most people probably don't want to look at it like that, like, oh, if I do something stupid, I'm gonna be on bar stool. But <laughs> the reality is, there's cameras everywhere, so you might as well control the message. Yeah, well,
2: know. it's like that's you can right. walk down huh. the street and like you trip and fall, you could be like, all right, am I okay? Yes, okay, did anybody else see that? <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay, I'm good. But that's not how it is anymore. It's yeah, like, be camera rug is that shoot <laughs> yeah, it. You matter just watch drunk
0: people doing things Instagram feed. You oh, right,
2: might fantastic. have came up
0: with your
1: own idea for a new Company though, where you just take videos of people falling and put it up. On yeah, yourself. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Big Daddy, just hang out at the end of a ramp and <laughs> take pictures of people, uh, video of people uh, tripping over
2: their rollerblades. Well, if you
1: just hang out outside of any bar on a Thursday or Friday night, you're bound to see <laughs> yeah, something. That's like right. that. sure you guys lot, yeah, that's right. It's just a numbers game. You're
2: gonna get something at some point. <laughs> yep. I love those videos of like the people walking in the mall that are looking down in their phones and they walk right into a fountain. <laughs> like, in the mall. Like, <laughs> like they don't realize it, they trip and all of a sudden they're in a fountain. They're like, "Oh my god, yep. look around! I'm in a fountain. Ma- Make a know? wish." Yeah. Nowadays
0: everyone's on their phone, so you know. Just hopefully they're not walking into traffic. That could happen.
2: Yeah, too. yeah,
0: that <laughs> can happen too. Yep. I get so embarrassing on my phone, and some ladies like trying to walk by me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You to you like, guy. try
2: make like it's important. Like, I'm sorry. I'm doing an email. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is this is work. this is Get out of her way. <laughs> this is work. Yeah,
1: serious. I'm sorry. Say so you're on the phone with your grandmother. She'll have a soft spot. For that. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: All right, grandma. All right, Nana. <laughs> Nana. Yeah, you pull out the word Nana. You get a pass for a lot of things. <laughs> oh, you're such
1: a nice young man. Just
0: watch where you're going next time. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, look, man. It's a pleasure to have you um uh especially you know in the field of you know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but obviously different niche um but uh but the site looks great Mm -hmm. a lot of great content thank you um is there any sort of tone or style you're going for in your in your writing or like be more playful chatty that's an interesting point
1: because when i like got my um start in journalism um, My first internship was at Bleacher Report. Okay. And they've gotten more professional over the years. You
0: used to read like high school kids wrote, wrote Yeah, the well, that was <laughs> me in 2012.
1: Funny <laughs> you say that. Yeah. Kids. So right when I had uh, – so quick story. I You know, I always wanted to be a baseball player. Um, Went to Adelphi because that was the year they almost made it to the College World Series. they always had a good program, 20- man. Yeah, in 2011, they, they were like one – out away from basically making the college World series so i transferred from Farmingdale because one of my best friends that i grew up with was on the team and he was like hey this is a good spot if you know you're looking to continue your baseball career which i was um so i went there and then i tore my rotator cuff and labrum and it was a tough pill to swallow because you know obviously school's not cheap and i went there because i wanted right. to play baseball so that was tough um so i ended up interning at bleacher report um bleacher report at that time kind of found a very big loophole in the google al- algorithm which was if you pump out a ton of content you'll go towards the top of the rankings right. so you
2: would see i all found th- that early on too and mm-hmm. i had a, i used to have a podcast like f- six or seven years ago that was like a comedy based podcast me and my friends just mm-hmm. hanging out smoking bullshit and <laughs> drinking whatever it was great but yeah. i found them when i did it consistently and i pumped it out and i had a lot of tags it was mm-hmm. just like it mm-hmm. went yep. right up to the top of the ratings. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, they're very smart guys over there. I think the guy that that uh, started Bleacher Report was is it from an Ivy League school or Stanford or, some, or an MIT, something of that ilk. And he, and he found out early on that quantity was more important than quality on the internet. Mm. So, you know, you could look up literally any athlete, any team, and there was a Bleacher Report article yeah, that would yeah, come no. up first. So when I had applied to work for them, it was too quick to hear back I heard back so quick that it was, like, too good to be true. It no, was like, oh, you want to work for us? Like, what team do you like? And I was like, the Mets, the Jets, and the Knicks. And they were like, okay, you could start tomorrow pretty much. And I was like, that's weird. They're a giant company, and they're yeah. willing to take a college junior that had really no no writing under my name at all. So it was – I was skeptical at first. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was awesome because I was able to have a byline with my name on it and – I could put it on my Facebook page and people are like, Oh wow, I know him oh, and yeah, he's writing yeah. for Bleach Report. But yeah. the thing is they had hundreds, maybe thousands of writers right, right. just like me and we're all attacked in the comment sections called you know, you're a shill, <laughs> you're a hack, like and really we were we were not professionals, so they were right, right to right. say that. But where I'm going with that is Bleach Report has a certain tone too and at that time they it was you know it was playful like i feel like i had a pretty good sense of humor and that will come out in my writing but now that i'm dealing with high school and college athletes yeah you can't school, you joke with them as yeah. much parents bar not yeah, gonna yeah, find exactly. it as funny if you're <laughs> if you're comparing their kids to like you know they're ta- making fun of their their talent so it's taken on a more serious tone i think mm-hmm. um than if you're working for a bleacher report or a dead spin because you but know you know,
0: you're, you know your audience and your audience, as you, you know, in part, is these moms and dads, and mm-hmm. I know they're hypersensitive. I worked in community journalism for for years, and mm-hmm. it was tough. Like if a botch play, you know, blew the game, you get you, know, you got to mention it. You know, you but, know what?
1: In that case, I don't even put the person's name. If it's a very embarrassing yeah, like moment,
0: like a late uh, inning turnover, uh, you know, yeah, land, an
1: error, but miss, miss, space miss play. play but yeah. You could say what it is. You know, it was a errant throw or it was a botch play, but I'll just say the position because yeah, yeah. you know. Even if it's reality, that parent will now look at me in a different light, and I really don't want that. Yeah, so. no, it's <laughs> tough. And,
0: you know, one thing when you're a one-man show, and the reason, uh, anyway, uh, one thing when you're a one-man show is you do have to avoid headaches to a certain extent because they're a time mm-hmm. suck, you know? Now you've got to go back and forth with this parent and explain, mm-hmm. you know? But what's funny about the parents, and I remember this playing high school sports, the kids don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> like, they just don't. You know, I mean, they give a shit if they botched it, but they don't give a shit that it's in the paper that they botched it They know yeah. they botched it They feel mm-hmm. like shit as it is That paper thing It doesn't matter I'm not gonna you know? hear from the kid I hear, hear, yeah, from, the
1: hear from the Yeah you hear from the parents that case.
0: And you know Sometimes you would wonder If the mom Mostly the moms to be honest um, Are upsetting the kids now Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough That, the, that this happened Like, I remember I missed an interception that would have won us a game at St. Anthony's. And, you know, it was a tough play to make. You know, it wasn't like a gimme. It didn't hit me in the hands or anything. But I turned around a little late and it kind of ball bounced in front of me. Um, I feel like shit about it to this day. But I wouldn't have cared if they mentioned it in the paper, Mm -hmm. you know. But if if my mom flipped out and it was in the paper, <laughs> then I might have cared. You yeah. Know? Know, so. It's and funny, St. Anthony's yeah.
1: gets a lot of coverage too, so you're almost like expecting that that prop that you know Newsday would have been there, or especially yeah, yeah. if it Was a, you know a exactly, rivalry yeah. game against? I think if it,
0: if it hit my hands, and I dropped it. It, it would have been in the paper, but it kind of just fell near me, and maybe I could have made the play if I was a better athlete. <laughs> but
1: the <laughs> fact that you even remember that to this day, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it shows it goes yeah. to show you the impact of. This stuff guess, stay with you, stays with you for life. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had, I really had one botch play in my football career where I cut too hard on a swing play, and the guy ran around me. I'm a cornerback, so no one's supposed to get around me. He mm-hmm. ran for like 45 yards. My grandfather was in the bleachers. Um, it was really just one botch play the whole year. And, uh, and it got called back from a pe- because of a penalty. <laughs> Not on me, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I just took the wrong angle. But that still bothers me. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I, I remember seeing my name in the paper one time in a negative light, and that's kind of the reason why I mentioned like you don't put the person's name. <laughs> so my junior year, I you know I was a pitcher. I tore my my UCL, so I didn't pitch at all, and I only played one game in the field. And in that game, I went zero for three, and I made an error. And the writer put um, Vincent Massana uh, his crucial error that went through his legs or something. Oh, and I was a little I just gratuitous. Fe- I yeah, felt yeah. terrible. And you since that, I didn't yeah. play that year, if you ever like. If I did looked you up <laughs> my name, that was the only thing that came up. So I was like, wow, I'm a, a celebrity in my own right, but it's not for not for the right well, reasons. Man. But So that kind of motivated me, honestly, because I was like, that whole off-season, you know, yeah, you're yeah. 17 years old, you don't really have too much else going on in your life other than high school sports. So uh, that was kind of like a motivating factor for me. And I, you know, I bounced back. The next year was very successful. You and buried
0: your Google search you <laughs> get better? It did.
1: So we ended up, uh, Center Reach, you know, we never really had a great, you know not really known for our sports actually we're the football team was in sports illustrated like 10 years ago because every team picked them as their homecoming (laughs) opponent because yeah you you want to get the win so know center reaches that bad. yeah Yeah. newfield well now they're good newfield won two suffolk county championships like a few years ago yeah
0: nick Esposito, who who works for us at greater long island he he was on that team he played fullback and and like 14
1: yeah they they beat Garden City, who's an absolute powerhouse. Right. Uh, the Center reach football was good this past year, but before that, they won like one game per year for like eight straight years. Yeah. So wow. one of my best friends was like in Sports Illustrated, like quoted, and they spelled his name wrong in the article. <laughs> oh, and it was like, um, it, the scoreboard said fifty-five nothing, uh, like home team. And well, no, hold on, they were on the road, so it was like home team fifty-five road team zero and you just see center each walking off the field so for a long time we always kind of had that stigma where it was like they're you know really bad at sports so that was another motivating factor and then we you know we knew we were going to be good because you just play with these kids from the time you're in seventh grade and right. we end up winning the league i went all state and you know now my google name on google that's it was good. a little bit
0: different yeah it's <laughs> a whole different ball game because when i was playing there was no google you Yeah, know? Huh. you don't have to worry about Googling your name and seeing that you botched something. That, yeah. that, that might bother me. Newsday <laughs> archives. <though. laughs> yeah. Yo, it's so funny. That reminds me of, I don't know if this will translate, but I remember, it, I haven't thought about this in 20 years. I was in high school, and I went to Santa We were playing Farrell, which is on Staten Island, and they had a reputation for being, you know, actually the parents had the worst reputation, you know, <laughs> spitting on you. you really? Know. <laughs> yeah, foul mouth. Jeez. And uh, the coach would tell us a story to get us pumped up. He'd be like, 1984, we went into Farrell. You know, we lost 55 nothing, something like that, you know? And the fucking parents... So, one of those bastards Slashed the tires on the bus Oh my god So we had to sit there For, for three hours Just staring at that scoreboard
2: Yeah you know? <laughs> Oh and man the guy's
0: so burnt up about it I don't even know if it's a true story Yeah that's one of those things That just <laughs> Sounds like an urban legend Yeah you know? you, And no one's
1: gonna fact check them. <laughs> yeah. So
0: We're just like Duh, Fuck them <laughs> We're gonna kill them. That was your rally cry For the rest of the year <laughs> Oh man
1: That's all he needed to say though Is like come up with a fake story Like that yeah. And then, hey That's gonna motivate you guys so.
0: Yeah then we had Rich it as a uh, as a varsity coach, and he gave the best. Actually, Hank Russell, who since passed away, was my freshman coach. He gave amazing f- pregame speeches, and then Rich Reicher, Rich Reicher, the uh, the main coach over there, the head coach, uh, mm-hmm. he had great speeches too. Man, football. It's the, well, the Saint pregame speeches. You said right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know
1: what it is in the water over there, or in the athletic department that yeah. that is able to get these.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a rich gets richer yeah. thing. So you know, if you have a kid who. You think he's going to get a look from college. And, you know, he's in Comac, a hot dog, and one of these, you know, programs that aren't really that developed. Mm. Then they, those guys think about sending him to Saint Anthony's. Yeah, so I won know. like
1: seven or eight championships in a row when I was, you know, around,
0: grow, yeah, getting yeah. into high school. And uh, I just,
1: no, I would have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I guess know. it's just Something if you don't hurting. think you're that good, then you're not even going to bother <laughs> going to try out for the football team. So unless you want to get a ring to up. What's the
0: amazing belt. is they, they almost, when I went um, – you know, they take every almost every there was no cuts. Really? Yeah, so oh. they'll take 95 kids and <laughs> divide them up into two freshman teams. And they have enough uniforms? <laughs> yeah, they have enough, you know. <laughs> and they get money from alumni and stuff. Get the boosters. Yeah. If I start making money, I'll probably give back to the program. <laughs> but um but yeah, so uh They'll divide them up into two teams. Mm-hmm. So you have kids at five foot one, you know, <laughs> and I was one of those little kids, you know. But they know these kids aren't going to be five Rudy. foot one forever, forever, <laughs> right. you know. And they so de-emphasize their freshman and sophomore programs; mm-hmm. they wouldn't care if you went zero and eleven. Really? You know, it's all about fundamentals and learning the yeah, system, developmental, yeah. Which I think a lot of a lot of youth coaches. In, in football especially get really hung up on, on wins and losses. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, at santis They literally do not give a shit if you <laughs> don't win a single game. If you're and you're sitting grade. there and you're like, oh. we won two games and we went two and six with two and, we're and four. A pizza party. <laughs> yeah, and like how we, they don't congratulate you but we're like, and these guys are winning championships. Like, how is this happening? It's almost like disbelief. But then when you get there, uh huh, you're fucking winning championships. They have the system you know? in place already up please. there. Yeah, yeah. And they have the quarterback that's going to Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, a good really quarterback helps. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the great school, great opportunity. Um, <laughs> but I actually ended up going there because I grew up in Queens, and my brothers went to St. Oh, really? Francis Prep. So when I moved from Queens in middle school to Comac, I still wanted to follow in my – Foot, you know, brother's footsteps, but everyone in my neighborhood went to Catholic school growing up, so it was just kind of ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were living in Comac paying big money in taxes <laughs> and uh, and then on top of that, they had paying to send the to send. <laughs> send to send. It's, to send. actually isn't that expensive. Um, well, now it is. It's gone It's up, probably, but. but compared to other Catholic schools, so oh. when I went, it was like, like probably 28 when I left, it might have been 32, mm-hmm. but then like, um, Thirty grand a year? Forte, no, Not
1: no, thirty two hundred. Oh, it's okay. so places like, it's, f- like 15, it's probably around.
0: I think it's like is it fifteen grand a year? Now. No, it's because oh. I looked like maybe eight nine years ago and it was still like in the single. It was still like eight eighty five, and in places like I own a prep and and Fordham prep are like twenty five. Really, time, you know, college for high <laughs> school. So Santhi's was actually pr- is pretty cheap compared to other uh, Catholic schools, but fifteen sounds kind of like
1: Yeah, it's gone up. Well, and the bought, same they thing they with the that college Forty million dollar.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. college tuition. Oh, I
1: was going to say Like, well, you know, I graduated college uh, five years ago And in that time, Adelphi went up from 27 to over 40 and Holy shit. shit And I'm like, that's I mean, I'm not a genius at math But I'm pretty sure the average income in that time Hasn't gone up by that much No, percentage. no Average income not. When I
0: went to University of Delaware I left, it was 16 My 10-year anniversary was 45 <laughs> No way I'm just like, that's All right, just so a joke Alright, so I got lucky because Huh? If I was born 10 years later, I wouldn't be going to the University of Delaware. That opportunity was taken off, taken out of my... Yeah, I mean, the college tuitions
1: now, that's a whole article, that's a whole... Well, a lot of it, you know, (laughs) know,
0: yeah, I mean, the idea to, like, send as many kids to college and just give loans out Mm -hmm. created this this sort of demand that was able to jack up, that these schools were able to jack up their prices. You know, I'm no expert, but this is what I've... This is yeah. what I've ascertained from reading articles about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like the law of unintended consequences. Like, hey, well, we have a great idea, and let's make school more accessible for everyone. But then the school's double in price in 10 years. Yeah, and then on so top of that, still people
1: everybody left out has cult. a bachelor's degree. Like, my generation or my age, everybody goes to college for four years. So then you have to go for your master's, yeah, and that's right. another 20 grand on top of that. So I didn't go for my master's, especially in journalism. It really isn't the need for it. Like, right. when kids send their resumes to me, I'm like— you know, it doesn't really matter to me if you have a master's because if you haven't gone out and you have no confidence interviewing a coach, well, what good does that degree do to me? Right, because right, right. ultimately your experience in your field is going to matter more. So honestly, if you ask me, I think that in the next like five years, the percentage of people that attend college is going to go way down because parents are seeing there's diminishing returns there. You, right, right. You, mm-hmm. People are working in the restaurants like I did for five years after graduating, and you still have all these loans, so why don't you do that after high school and right, right. figure out what you want to do? So I just think that's the direction that people are going to go. I think in.
0: the move is—I mean, it sucks if you if you want your kid to experience like being away when they're 18. Financially, the move is certainly two years of community college, mm-hmm. two years at a state school, and if you get good grades— You know, it's much easier to get into an Ivy League school, you know, as a grad student. Oh, yeah. People go – also, sometimes people go from Suffolk to – Oh, if you get great grades at Suffolk, it's amazing how much easier it is to get into a great school after, after, you know, you had a couple years under your belt. Like – you can almost, yeah. To me, that easy. feels like
1: a loophole in the system. It's like you could get Cs at Reach High School, go to Suffolk, study for pu- you actually uh, like one put year. your nose in the books for a year, and then go to an Ivy
0: League school. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, to me, it it, like it's really it crazy. Add up, but it's so many people you have, have to done do it. it. Well, yeah, and you save uh, a ton of money. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. So when people come to you, like looking like younger people looking for a job, you almost want to be like, "What have you done?" Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> more than like where have you you know where did you go to school. Like you might want to ask them where they went to school, but it's more like, "All right, show me what you've done since then," or or. What have you done? Yeah, like, this is something that's
1: I've only had to deal with recently because in the beginning it was like, all right, he's like you said, a one-man show. But at this point, it's honestly far from that. I mean, I have – during the school baseball season, I had like 10 reporters that worked for me, and then they all graduated. And then I had like another seven now, and it mm-hmm. was – I had like 17 – kids that were like set to do it but i can't use 17 people because there's just there's seven days in a week i still go out it's not like i'm just like on vacation somewhere like i'm i'm still doing the stuff so i just need help you know i really Mm -hmm. don't need people to like do all the work for me Mm -hmm. so i have like seven guys and then out of that seven you have people that you trust the most so you know for me it tends to be guys that go to those schools that are really focused on journalism like syracuse is is number one in the world, or oh, that in Colombia for for journalism? So, mm-hmm. you know, I have a couple guys that that went to Syracuse, and they look like they could work on ESPN sets right now. So I understand mm-hmm. that I only have them for a short period right, of time, right. and then they're gone. So I, you know, I'm appreciative that. They're willing to, to commit to me when they honestly are probably above working for Access Baseball. But when they're 18 and 19 years old, ESPN's not knocking on their oh, door. It's so awesome. Then. I have like a short window where yeah. I could say, all right, I want to utilize their skill set and it's going to help my bottom line and it's also going to help their experience. Um, you know, so you have like um, leagues like the Hamptons League where it's great baseball. Yeah. So if I have a kid that went to Syracuse and lives out east, it's a perfect fit for him to cover that because. That's good baseball and he's a talented writer because I don't want to just send out, you know, somebody that really I'm just looking to give him a shot and he's going to cover the best baseball. (laughs) It would would be a bad reflection on me. But back to the original point, I definitely want kids that have experience talking to coaches, even if they haven't talked to coaches, at least be confident. A lot of times people can be great, you know, GPA wise. They did all, you know, every every paper was handed in on time. They've hit all their word counts. But they're very shy and they're yeah. not comfortable approaching somebody after the game and that's not good because you're right. not always going to deal with future copying.
0: future copy editors yeah. of America
1: there's yeah. a role for them yeah, but absolutely. for what I'm looking to do you know you really need to be able to approach somebody after a game whether it be a player or tears or in their approach,
0: eyes
2: you know you yeah. gotta have a little bit of balls you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned before you used to work at Lombardi's do you think yeah. that you bartending helped you be more comfortable talking to people
1: and 100% I think that's an interesting point um I think that there's only a few jobs out there that probably have the same skill set of being a reporter. And probably being a bartender is one of those Mm -hmm. because you have to deal with all types of people. You have to be comfortable when you don't want to be talking to them. Let's be honest. (laughs) A lot of times you're forced in that situation. Yeah, you shoot off. Yeah, Yeah. it's the same thing whether you're a reporter and you have a boring interview or you're at
0: bartending and there's somebody that just keeps – like I know, I feel bad for you guys. And you don't Sometimes they'll turn to talk to you, <laughs> and you don't have any responsibility to talk to this person. Yeah, like they confide. So blow right? them off, and then they uh-huh. corner you guys. And go, oh, yeah, no, my friend fast. always <laughs> jokes
1: like that, bartender, that, uh, that people confide in him at the bar is like, It's just, I think if you're like, if you have a certain demeanor about yourself, people are probably more comfortable talking to you if you're not, you don't appear standoffish. Mm -hmm. But I do definitely think I learned a lot of patience and probably like small talk social skills that have helped me in those interviews where somebody is dull and you really have
2: to like pull something out of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it takes like a certain... You almost have to like find something for them to open up. And once you get that thing, a that lot of people will open ground. up <laughs> and totally like, "Oh, okay, now I can actually yeah. talk to you like a human being rather than just being like." Yeah, yeah, you almost proper. have to like
1: find like common ground with
0: them, and you know, sports is a little different because when I'm sitting, you know, unless you're writing a feature story, mm-hmm. if you're if you're writing a gamer, you have just a couple seconds with mm-hmm. this person, so it's right. hard to do the icebreakers and the bullshit. And yeah, you know, when you sit down with someone for two hours, you're looking for those money quotes. Yeah, I've been doing it so long that I know when that. That quote happens, and I just close my pad. Like, all right, yep, I got well, That's where you're you. going to leave but
1: <laughs> believe me, I've had all different types of people, and the worst are the ones where they're so into the sport, like a Bill Belichick or a Tom Brady, and, like, it's hard to write interesting pieces on guys like that because all they want to do is talk about the game, but the, the objective right. of that article is not thing. to talk about the game. It's what makes you tick, you know, what happened right. in your childhood right. that unleashed this fire in you. I mean, Brady is an interesting case because – you know, he's played for 18 years, and he still has the same fire and passion that he had day one. I mean, yeah. not a lot of people <laughs> have that. And no I, hate, what, I hate the
0: Patriots. No matter what you y- do yeah. in life, it's hard to sustain that. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. something yeah. that I— 18 years I'd, is a long time. I you got to keep reinventing yourself and reinventing—you know, that's the only way to do this. Thing. And I think something that I've dealt—that I've struggled with
1: is dealing with prosperity. I think a lot of people bounce back from adversity. Mm-hmm. But when you actually have sustained success, or even in a short period of time— the human nature is to kind of, like, take your foot off the gas pedal yeah, and get complacent. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. for these football players, they're doing the late-night interviews with Jimmy Fallon. The After they win the Super Bowl, they're going to parties, shaking hands with famous people. So I don't know how they win the next year, too, because it's just natural that you didn't put the same yeah, amount of right, effort in. You know? So, yeah. And that's right. something that, you know, for me, once I started to gain a following and, like, make a little bit of money – I stopped working as hard I felt like So I always constantly Needed that push To like continue to go Yeah and sometimes
0: It could be um, Like for me I feel like I'm in a Similar position Mm. And I try not to be Too hard on myself Because you do have to For your own morale You do have Mm -hmm. to Sit back a little bit Yeah you can't You can't be Your own dick boss (laughs) You know what I'm saying Mm
2: -hmm. Otherwise
0: you'll make Yourself miserable Mm -hmm. So in those moments Where you're slow A couple weeks You feel like you're Taking it easy I kind of learned And I get a little of this From the daily news I kind of learned to just be comfortable taking it easy. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, this is not this is a marathon. Yeah. You know? I hope my company's around for 150 years. You <laughs> yeah. know? Um, but at the Daily News, people get anxious. And they just did a bunch of layoffs. Yeah, like they that. did. Yeah. Isola, um, people, people, my friend Kerry Burke, who was the best street reporter I've ever worked alongside, got got fired. Uh, well, I don't know if they yeah, did a just Yeah, a lot of talented people, oh, man. Um, Frank Isola covered the Knicks. I mean, oh, yeah. That, the that was the best is, in the business. Talk <laughs> about it Return on investment Like you know how many mm-hmm. Follows that guy has On Twitter alone He just started His own Knicks blog And oh, yeah. there's no reason To go to well, Daily News that's why news anymore. honestly I mean right. I
1: don't feel bad For somebody like him Because he's gonna be fine yeah. But a lot of the you know, let's just say somebody had just gotten hired there two years ago and their name doesn't mean anything to Yeah, they the, moved to the city, they got an apartment. Yeah, now they're paying $2,500 a month yeah, for a rent room. and they're not making that $100,000 salary yeah. anymore. So I feel bad for that more. Frank
0: solo could sell subscriptions to a yeah. Knicks blog. Sports make, guys are yeah. a little easier because they could brand themselves. You know, they go on S&Y at night, you yeah. know. Which,
1: uh, it's an interesting uh, topic. And since, you know, we're on that, well, I want to get your take on the athletic. I don't know if you're a yeah. fan or follower but the business model is 100 percent subscribers mm. no ads and that's what they branding themselves at and it's like local news everywhere which is kind of what i want to eventually get into with access baseball and not get away from that local feel yeah. but do you think there's sustainability and having your your whole business model be be at the mercy of people's wallets you i know? don't
0: want to um speak too much to something i don't no I know mm-hmm. they hired I knew they hired uh, Arthur Staple And a bunch of other guys They're basically um,
1: relying On big name journalists To push yeah. out their content and It just seems stuff. a top
0: down Experimental bullshit thing That's going to fail Yeah you know I mean I hate to say that Because mm-hmm. I don't fully know But from just observing The news game In the last 20 years Like sometimes When you just get This big group of investors Yeah If that's the case I it wanted is. to say that Sometimes Like the You know Like I, I don't even want To name names But I think I think Barstool Sports is a much better example. This is that's a homegrown thing from one mm-hmm. dude, you know. I think uh, I think that's def- better than the top down. Like uh, we have mm-hmm. an idea, let's get a board together and mm-hmm. put a bunch of money at people, yeah. and then see if it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, I followed it from the beginning just because I was kind of in- interested. Well, once in it started what they started poaching all did. those
0: reporters, yeah,
1: yeah. So they raised like five point six million, I think, off the bat in Series A, and they were able to get. Guys like Ken Rosenthal, I mean, I'm a diehard baseball fan. That guy's been around for 25 years, an A-list reporter, Jason Stark, ESPN. They stole them from the biggest companies in the world because they all had 100,000-plus Twitter followers. Yes. And what they said was, all right, here's my first article. It's free. The next one, you're going to get whatever, 20% off for the year. And, they, and it's like $3 a month. And they're relying on that every one of those guys are going to be able to get, right. you know, 10% of their,
0: you know, let's use like a, a number. Like hiring a big band and hoping their following comes in the door, too. Yeah, and pays I $10 think there's short-term
1: term stability in it. But what happens if, you know, their writing starts getting dull a little bit and people say, hey, I could read this at ESPN for free or Sports Illustrated. There's
0: just so free. many options. And in 10 mm-hmm. years, there's going to be even more options because mm-hmm. there's going to be people like us who are just doing this. And they have to travel with the team too. So I mean, that's not yeah, free beat reporting. That takes a ton of money. Yeah, sixty and, grand. And I know how passive readers are. Mm-hmm. Um, diehard sports fans,
2: they, they you know, a bit they'll more. consume
0: a little more. But people are so passive. You know, mm-hmm. to get someone to like. So Find a story, want to read it, take out that wallet, fill out a form. And I people did it because I like... Well, you're in the industry. Yeah. yeah, I like
1: to... And for me, you know, $40 for reading every single day, to me that's worth it. But a lot of people, like my friends, they'll ask me to send the link on the Jets because they didn't want to... And these are kids that, yeah, you know, 25 years old that are diehard Jet fans, and they're not willing yeah. to do it. Dude, so just I was, take a screenshot
2: and send it to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they
1: say. Yeah, yeah. And I get that all the time with my articles, so I don't rely strictly on the on the uh, membership model but i do have it for what i consider premium content Mm -hmm. and i think you can get away with that if you're doing what i'm doing which is something that nobody here is doing doing, so um, if i'm going to write a scouting report on a on a baseball player that's from long island that information isn't available anywhere else so his parent is willing to pay for that yes it's now are they going to renew every year probably not but i was able to get that money initially so that's why i can't rely on that solely because if i'm not continuously pumping out content on every kid that their parents signed up for they're going to cancel right so i learned well somebody kind of you know schooled me on it but like you can't rely on that model because you're just not there's not enough um sustainability in it
0: and there's no reason to not Supplement that you know, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm sure the athletic will end up selling ads as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like a, a like a gimmicky little thing to kick things off, and that's what that's, that's what satellite thing, huh? radio was sold to us as mm-hmm. commercial free. Oh, and really? You, you just pay? Yeah, you, you wouldn't remember because you're a little young. But when it came out, yeah, uh, it was commercial that. free. So you mm. spend. 20 bucks a month, but guess what? No commercials.
2: <laughs> yeah. Guess yeah. what?
1: And that was a great People, thing to kick things off. Yeah, and that's pretty uh, There's your
2: commercials. It's similar to like YouTube Red. And yeah. like how it's like, you know, every time I go into YouTube now, it like says, you want to you want to pay for this and, this and I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. I don't yeah. mind seeing a commercial every now and then just because I usually, yeah.
0: you know, like, I'm, I'm a, don't. I'm a Mets fan. There's plenty of places for me to read the Mets yeah. without going to the athletic. And you mentioned
2: bars on am And I, oh, sorry, and I, I know, know,
0: I feel I feel big kind of trash in this company. I really don't know much like, about it. But
2: going back to that YouTube thing, I do know, YouTube re- released, like, a series or something, oh, right? Oh, yeah, like, Cobra so it's Kai. Like, so Everyone's you, watching that. Which I hear it's awesome. And yeah, it's like, well, if you want to watch it, you got to pay. So it's yeah, like you know. they have that exclusive content that's only for, like, you know, yeah people who want to pay which for is, it. Which just makes sense. You
0: yeah. Know, because they don't want to lose, um, you know, like eBay had, had a was, like, the most profitable, you know, online, you know, .com of the 90s into yeah. the 2000s. And they just... Took their eye off the ball You know yeah, How, how many talk. people Are on eBay right how now How does yeah.
1: Craigslist Craigslist make their money no, I notice there's no fees On anything It's <laughs>
0: The, I, you know, I actually looked this up once, and I found it out, and I, I forget. But they do they do charge you for listings. Oh. I and mean, it's just so you know funny what? how it looks exactly like how it looked in 1999, correct? Yeah, yes. they oh, never I, so it never changed. I guess that
1: simplicity, there's, like, beauty in that. But I was going to mention yeah. Barstool. They have an interesting yeah. model because, in my mind— well, they just been,
0: got like, bought out, right? Like yeah, a year ago well, ago. like,
1: a, a little over a year ago, the churning group. And I listened to their part of my take every day. So, I, I, you know, they went the podcast route to try mm. to uh, supplement all the, the revenue streams. But— they are the only company in my mind that not only do they monetize, like, from the advertising side, but they also are so in tune with their audience that people will pay, buy T-shirts all throughout the year. And that's a, arguably a bigger, you know, moneymaker for them. But not everybody can do that. You know, I'm not going to sell access baseball shirts and expect people to walk around with them. Now, if they were, like i don't know unique to each school then maybe that's something that would work out which is what that's they a whole do. different
0: ball game yeah that's like a whole different business yeah getting yeah, yeah. into the
1: merch i mean that's something you know doing events which for the I was, record i
0: just ordered six dozen shirts so nice greater basher and greater patch so and i'll wear
1: and them. them that's <laughs> something that like you almost instead of i think when you're in my in my case instead of trying to make money off of them just use it as as advertising right, i mean right. i gave all my friends my shirts and sometimes that brings in advertising deals to me. My godfather called me up the other day and was in uh, physical therapy, got a hip replacement, and he said his doctor was like, "Oh, you know the access baseball guy?" He's like, "Yeah." That's, oh, that's God, awesome, son. man. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, do you think you could set up a meeting with me and him? Because I, you know, we're trying to get more athletes." It's a good audience door, so, for him. Great. Yeah. So that's something that I gave him a free shirt, and that could bring in money for me. Yeah. So I think there's value in that when you're when you're new. But to expect everybody to buy a $25 t-shirt with your logo on it it's
0: just I think it's unrealistic no <laughs> Boston Sports really just I mean either pizza reviews and oh yeah you know, they just got an app everything <laughs> everything they do they just like write on the money man it just turns to gold and uh, you know and then sometimes you, you kind of consume this older media and you're like this just feels so fucking boring I can't uh-huh. even it doesn't speak to me anymore you know Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you
1: gotta always be, con- be able to continue to evolve I think yeah, and yeah. that's
0: what they've been able to do and it's fun that's the fun part is evolving mm-hmm. you know
1: and the other option for monitor Advertising. um i don't know if you've gotten into this is hosting events i mean that's what i try to do i try to do it more to like for brand awareness in the beginning but at right, some right. point yeah, i yeah, gotta flip the switch it's where time like time consuming it, yeah that's the thing it's you know i did an awards banquet for the top college and high school players on long island in the last three years and the first year i just took a bath like i didn't make any money off of right. it uh did it at mediterranean manor over here um but everybody loved it and everybody did you that, lose money Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. I, you took a bath. <laughs> I didn't make any money off of it because I didn't really know how. Like, yeah. you know, the schools weren't gonna pay me um you know the kids i just wanted them there so i couldn't ask them to pay but every kid that got an award took a picture and put it on instagram and you know tagged me in it and for me that's that's valuable yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. So you did you get value from it
2: just not immediate cash in hand value but Vin, you the long tell value that you got was probably pretty great mm-hmm. i didn't
0: mean to cut you off i that's saw cool. the time i got nervous you gotta tell us a little bit about yourself your upbringing mm-hmm. uh Driven young man, you know. Um, yeah, so I, you tick, man?
1: yeah, so I grew up over here in Lake Ronkonkma. Like I mentioned, always wanted to be a baseball player. And, you know, that that was basically my, my livelihood was just how am I going to be on the Mets? Everything was like my dad did everything for me in terms of that. The, the speed and agility classes, pitching lessons, hitting lessons, all that stuff. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, I had a good high school career. We, uh, you know, that was my intention. I was getting scouted by... Um, you know, Division One schools. I always wanted to go to like St. John's or Stony Brook, but I didn't throw hard enough. Being a, a lefty in the, in the low 80s just wasn't gonna get it done. So, ended up going to Farmingdale, um, transferred to Adelphi, like I mentioned. And then that was really what I think um, made me grow as a person, because I not only yeah, it's tore my rotator fist, yeah. cuff and labrum, but then my dad passed away when I was 21. So right before uh. I had right before I graduated. So it was two very Tough blows to deal with in a four month stretch. Um, and I feel like that kind of made me I grew some animosity in me towards towards the world. And um I don't on your think I, after that. Yeah, and I don't think I would have had that hunger. So that plus um, I interned a little bit at Newsday and then they let me go and that and that was another obstacle and another punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was dating a girl for four years and uh, she didn't really believe in the in my business and you know, not like she badgered me to, to to stop doing it, but just in that subconscious kind of sense, like, oh, mm-hmm. get a real job kind of thing. And then that was another punch to the gut. So a lot of these things, they just kind of built up, I think, a, a fire inside of me. And um, I think that's what makes me tick. If I didn't deal with any of that and I was just like a middle middle class kid that just got a job, I wouldn't have been able to weather the storm of like, because let's be honest, you hear a lot of no's in the beginning of your starting a business. Right. I wasn't making any money. I was bartending over here. Um, you know, it was tough to continue to go. But what continued to me- make me go was that I had this fire built up from all the all the rejection and all the disappointment, heartbreak. I feel like every kind of loss I experienced. And I was like, well, it's going to be a lot sweeter when the tables start to turn and yeah. things start to work out. And um, for me, the biggest thing was... One body armor sponsored me. That was like that first moment where I was like, "Wow, something could be here." I mean, they emailed me and was like, "You know, you have a big following of baseball players. We're trying to get, you know, more into that demographic," and that's when I started to say, "All right, this is worth pursuing." And
0: that was that was really sweet. Never looked back after that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there's still ups and downs, but that was when things started to go in the right direction for the first time, and then. Um, changed the name to Access Baseball January of 2017, at the at the request of my web developer. He was doing the, the site you're looking at now. It mm. looks nothing. It looked nothing like it in the beginning. It was a typical WordPress vertical um, <laughs> blog, and it was just chronological order. Right. And it was very very basic, but I didn't have any experience doing websites, so and it I got the th- job done. Right. Well, it was a news-related site, so I don't think people have a problem when it doesn't look super modern as long as they're getting the yeah. information mm-hmm. that they need. Like a restaurant can't be a, a vertical blog. It needs to be aesthetically pleasing, and it needs to have shiny pictures. When it comes to parents looking at their kids' names, like they're, they're okay with that. But once I changed the, the uh, site and kids were able to make their own profile pages and they could update it on their own, It changed the game for me, and um, people looked at it in a different light. And that's when the investors started to come around. And I started last year was like a very overwhelming time because January we launched this. By February, I was starting to get phone calls from people that saw it, the potential to expand it. Because baseball on the island, it's about one thing it's baseball on Long Island. Access baseball is now access possibly football, basketball, soccer, any sport. And people saw it from that perspective, and they also saw it as, well, there's no limitation to just be on Long Island either. And mm-hmm. I had a company approach me from Arizona that wanted to make it a national site, and that was a very overwhelming time for me because I was 25, taking meetings with CEOs and these guys that were throwing out big figures, and yeah. obviously I wanted to get it done. I'm like, hey, I could finally have money in my checking account for the first time <laughs> like forget yeah. about buying a house like that was a possibility too yeah and for like 6 months it was going back and forth and at one point it even seemed like it like last year around this time i remember august 15th i met with the ceo and i was like holy shit it's going to happen and then they never raised the money, and it never happened, and it was just like having a carpet rip beneath oh, me, man, but, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it at least exciting, gave yeah. me that hope that, like, hey, if they found me, then why can't somebody else? Yeah, yeah, so if we're that,
2: yeah. You know, they were that invested in the whole process. It means there's something something to look at. You know I mean? Yeah, and that really man.
1: was an exciting time for me, and like I mentioned, with all those punches to the gut that i dealt with, yeah. it
0: made it feel like it was worth it to oh, yeah. some extent. So awesome. Well. Dude, awesome story. Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Um, dude gotta come back again yeah glad we sat with you
1: i like it because it's not just typical you know what's who's the pitcher that everybody wants to know about this year because most of the time you know my podcasts are related to like all right who's gonna get drafted who's the next big thing but when it comes to this this is fun conversational stuff and obviously not everybody is just super
0: invested in who throws 90 miles an hour (laughs) yeah (laughs) well we try to keep (laughs) it uh even with Greater Patchogue and, and Greater Bayshore and, and all the sites, uh, mm-hmm. even when we're writing about new restaurants opening up, we try to talk, we try to bring some humanity to uh, to local journalism. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and, man. Everybody's
2: <laughs> everybody has a really cool story. Like somebody yeah, it's we was about talking to recently we said something like, "Oh, you should write a book." Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you know, that, that, thanks, but like I'm sure." if everybody told you their story you mm-hmm. probably would say that to everybody like wow that's an amazing story and yeah. like you should write a book because like everybody has a really cool story and yeah, most yeah. businesses have a really cool story behind them too you know? yeah, that's exactly. the reason Something to be read kind
1: about. to people because you don't know what kind of stuff they dealt with honestly yeah. when people yeah. are super low and stuff sometimes all it takes is one you know good compliment that could actually like change their outlook on life so that's kind of what I try to live by what yeah I mean
2: you you had all those all that adversity and you're like oh, you heard all those no's heard all those no's and like mm-hmm. you just took that one yes which actually turned it up turned out to be no but that mm-hmm. yes the initial
1: yeah it turns you know. it up a notch and you know gave me a whole new outlook on things because you can only honestly you can only deal with so much rejection at some point it will break you let's be honest everybody has that breaking point but the people that are successful they probably. Finally, started to get a glimmer of hope right before you know that point. You yeah. know, look at a guy like The Rock. You know, he he has that quote where he had what seven dollars in his pocket in 1996, and he was like, "I knew one thing, you know, I, this is the last time I'll be broke and whatever." Yeah. He's like, and he now he's a mega superstar. So yeah.
0: Jim Carrey and his Jim Carrey and his <laughs> family were like living in a van at some point. van yeah, his father road passed road. away. <laughs> yeah, probably they're up in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, his father passed away. And at his father's funeral, he wrote a check to his dad for ten million dollars. Really? And he put it in the, in the casket, Jeez. and within four years, he was getting ten mil from uh, Dumb and Dumber, I think. hmm And uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot
1: of stories like that, man. But it's cool when it's on Long Island, and you feel like personalized to those people, because obviously, all throughout the world, you know, you got guys like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk that, you know, have had their form of adversity and became right. ultra billionaires but when you know the person it's <laughs> absolutely a lot yeah. more connected to the story <laughs> well, look yeah, man thanks sure, so yeah.
0: much uh tell us a little bit about uh, how people can get can get in touch with uh with your content whether yeah, it's so, on the website uh,
1: accessbaseball.com is the site and on instagram which is probably um our biggest platform um is access underscore baseball on twitter is uh just at access baseball and then um me personally you can email me at vinnie at com if you want to got any story tips you know it's called
2: spelled sorry I should have specified that
1: A-X-C-E-S-S Um, you know any story tips if your son's going to be the next Stephen Matz or Marcus Stroman which we didn't even touch on him from Pat Hog. I was going to say it's a whole nother
0: show maybe we'll have a sports show and talk about the local guys yeah he's
1: someone you know he he doesn't really come back here as much anymore and he bought a huge house in Tampa Bay but he's from Pat Med. I mean he's my dad's all over the place yeah I go to the gym with him I see him all the time and now you got to keep an eye on his younger son he's 11 years old and oh. he just made Team USA so we'll be, I have a feeling we'll be hearing awesome. the last name Stroman for the next several years wow. yep. alright thank you so much my pleasure thank you guys alright y'all
2: thanks for checking in
0: the 495 I'll see you guys later peace The
2: strongest that I've ever felt before. In my current state and in these days of war, we must grow
1: together or the end is near. Thicken up your skin and loosen up your fears. I've been
2: waiting, waiting, waiting through my limitations, choosing to move.